Coming up on Let's Talk Media. People still listen to radio all the time in their cars. People still legitimately tune into radio, um, you know, on radio stations' websites. We don't need to worry about having the $3 million budget to create amazing, gigantic set pieces and action pieces. All of that can just be done through sound and through really creative, experimental storytelling. It's, they have a pretty clear path forward. I mean, podcasting is huge. It's growing more and more. When people release radio dramas, they don't have to be afraid of like what they're saying and what, what they're putting out there because it's not going to be on the radio waves like it was before. It's not going to be the same kind of monitoring of what stories can be told and what stories cannot be told. It's kind of like how if you talk about like print media dying, like yes, there's like less things actually physically being printed, but all the publications that were successful in printing are now even more successful in online. So it's it's not that it's dying, it's just kind of taking a new form. Ultimately, what's dead is the past. Date of recording, the 21st of April, 2020. Song credit, The Voices by Josh Woodward. Welcome to today's episode of Let's Talk Media, the weekly podcast series in which me and fellow guests talk about the media industry. For today's episode, we're talking about how radio is not dead. And my two guests for today are Noah Pantano and Jay Bradley. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having us. Of course, so do you two mind introducing yourselves and how the three of us know each other? All right, Noah, you can go first. Okay, uh, Vidant, I was on your show about a couple weeks ago? I don't even remember now. Uh, but yeah, we went to high school together, uh, then we went, accidentally went to the same college, and now you're part of TNT Radio Productions, and we're living our best life. Well, we first met each other as reporters for uh, WICB, uh, WICB News <laughs> specifically. Uh, we do newscasts, we've done stories together, and uh, looking to continue that into the future. <laughs> awesome. So how did you two get involved with radio? I was with a couple of friends, and we were like, let's make a radio drama club. And it just kind of happened. Honestly, that's the genuine story. Is it literally just kind of happened? Yeah, Noah, you've got much more of like the theatrical background. I would say you're you're much oh, more. Oh yeah, mad. like theater, normal theater, being on stage. That is my realm. But I mean, this is almost like a way to branch out. Yeah, for me, for me, it was more. Uh, I wanted to get into uh, news reporting. And uh, the Ithacan, which is the Ithaca College uh, student newspaper, they uh, they didn't really appeal to me because it was mostly just on campus, and I didn't really have any uh, camera experience, and I thought radio would be a good place to start. So I just went with that and kind of fell in love with the organization. So I kept doing WICB News. Then my friend uh, Tristan was like, hey, <laughs> do you, do you want to help us with editing for our new radio drama club? And I'm like, sure. Because I've gotten, I've been doing theater for, well, with my high school and some in college <laughs> since I was in like sixth grade. So I was all, all in for it. Yeah, I remember those conversations with Tristan when we were first like wanting to bring you on. 
Tristan was like, oh, Jay, we got to get Jay. And I was like, who's Jay? Tyler was like, oh, Jay, Jay's great. I'm like, who's Jay? Uh, they're like, just, just, he's good. Just trust us. I was also in theater, as I've told Noah. I did theater until eighth grade, and then I quit in, ter- in place of television production. I mean, it's it's the same thing, just with cameras, basically. Yeah, the and- only thing holding us back is what can be heard. heard. Oh, and coronavirus, but... And <laughs> coronavirus, uh, yeah. But yeah. The only thing that's holding us back is what, what can be heard and what can we portray through sound. We don't need to worry about having the $3 million budget to create amazing, gigantic set pieces and action pieces. All of that can just be done through sound and through really creative, experimental storytelling. And so can you just discuss how TNT Radio Productions is doing all these radio dramas like working on them during this coronavirus pandemic well right now it basically boils down to we have like a discord chat we have a couple people who are looking at some stuff uh people have written giving a little bit of feedback some people writing new things and right now we because we obviously can't get a recording equipment we can't get people kind of in-house to record new lines. I'm currently working on the rough cuts for the first two episodes of uh, our first major production, which is an adaptation that uh, our friend Tristan uh, wrote of this old book. Uh, it's like a mystery who uh, done it called Clouds of Witness. And yeah, so it's basically just me when I can in between schoolwork and having to help out at home, putting it together, and hopefully I'll have it done within this next week. Uh, and then beyond that, we'll find a bunch of sound effects online. Uh, I'll make some with my, my trusty Tascam that I've got here. Uh, and then hopefully uh, we'll work with our uh, composer that we collaborate with for this project, and uh, we'll put something nice together. We might, unfortunately, have to recast some when we get back to campus. Unfortunately, this happened at a time when we couldn't get all the lines in for the whole show, and some of the people in our cast were seniors. Is that right, Noah? Yeah, that's right. The second major production we were doing was an original script that I wrote called The Assist, and that one, like, I still don't know which of my actors are going to be able to come back next semester. We're, we're hoping next semester. Next semester is going to be our... We're going to finish something, finally. <laughs> And so, why did you want to get into radio dramas? Well, for me, it was like, I was really inspired by some of the stuff I've heard in the fictional podcasting realm. Uh, less so traditional radio dramas, more kind of the, the uh, new wave of them that have kind of risen out of like the podcasting boom. I also spent a lot of time last summer listening to audiobooks, so that helped a little to to convince me like oh there's a lot you could do here in terms of storytelling the like i mentioned earlier the only thing holding back radio drama is the question can it be heard if it can be heard it can be done if it can't be heard and it's too confusing without a visual aspect then it can't but most of the time like there's always a creative solution to put things you wouldn't even expect could be radio dramas into an audio format and there's so much room for experimentation and manipulation. Uh, so it can be everything from, you know, grand sci-fi adventures to just your typical novel, storytelling, narration. 
it's it, the possibilities are endless and that's what really draws me to it as an artist is that there's no limit except your imagination absolutely and so our radio drama is popular nowadays because of podcasting and what's been going on with the coronavirus i don't know about the landscape because of the coronavirus in particular but podcasting as a medium has expanded so much over the last couple of years i would say i think there was a time where they began to fade out into a little bit of obscurity or especially around like the 2000s peaking uh television era and, and the moving away from radio but now with just the accessibility of of radio dramas now you don't have to be in front of a radio you can have it on your phone and carry it with you while you're running while you're going to work and now they're booming back in popularity because it's such an easy accessible medium so why do you think people still listen to the radio whether it's newscasting or even radio dramas and how has it changed i i don't know i have i'm not a historian in this in any sense of the word but i think there's more uh because mostly it is uh in podcast form now there's a lot more uh experimentation of what you can do you don't really have like uh, a standard block of time you necessarily need to fill like i've said just like experimentation and trying different kinds of storytelling that might not have been tried before because you you don't have those same limitations and you can carry it around you know when people release radio dramas they don't have to be afraid of like what they're saying and what what they're putting out there because it's not going to be on the radio waves like it was before it's not going to be the same kind of monitoring of what stories can be told and what stories cannot be told it's no longer going to be I'm a space cowboy uh radio dramas it's going to be important in diverse stories you make a really good point about there being less monitoring of the content because it's on the internet rather than through a traditional radio station. So thanks for bringing that up actually. And I want to ask uh, so why do you think people are saying sometimes that radio is on the decline or it's going to die soon? I think I think, oh, I, well, I think what's on the decline is not radio itself, but the form that radio was in. It's like radio as in I'm going to go buy a radio and put it in front of me and turn the style station. I think that's now changing uh and it's moving to the internet and it's moving to the the web. And that's how radio radio's only thing radio's not on the decline, radio's changing and radio's redefining itself for the gener- next generation. So it's not it's not necessarily going anywhere. It's just changing how it's presented and how it's how technology uses it. Yeah, I I I want to just echo that and say like kind of how you see uh Netflix, Hulu, etc. supplanting um like traditional TV cable like you have this many channels and this will be on at one specific time. You you see a lot of shift to on demand. You see it with NPR, you see it with like The Daily. Like these things do run on the schedule of like the normal radio station yes but you can also access them on demand online and i think you'll see more and more online and less and less people tuning into uh you know quote unquote the radio to listen to things especially fictional storytelling 
um, because, I don't know, people have busy days and it's hard to schedule yourself around when you want to watch or listen to one thing, but it's so much easier to just put it on when you can. Yeah, what's ultimately what's dead is the past and how things were once done. We're, the, I think technology is constantly changing and media is constantly changing uh, and there's no one way to do it and like 10 years from now like maybe the streaming the entire streaming services will have a completely new understanding of how media should be taken in and viewed i think we already touched on online access but i was wondering if there was another way in which you saw the future of radio dramas or just the radio in general going forward well what i've seen with some um some things both fictional and non-fictional actually is kind of like uh, a live show whether it be touring or not but i think some for some people seeing these things brought to life uh seeing these things in person in a little more intimate way uh really sells them on it like i know welcome to night Vale does their tours pretty often and that's become like a major source of revenue for them so i i, I can see that being kind of a, a like a natural succession kind of like how the music industry you don't make most of your money off of the streams themselves you make most of your money off of people paying to see you yeah i think i saw a quote a couple weeks ago it was about theater specifically but it was some playwright and they said theater's been dying for 500 years now theater's not going anywhere same thing with radio dramas it's not going anywhere uh, it's a established, important art form, and there's so much room for experimentation, and there's so much room for growth, and it's not a stagnant being. How we understand it today is not going to be the same understanding we have tomorrow of it, nor will it be the understanding that we had of the past of it. It's just constantly evolving. Uh, and like when the people say it's on the decline, like it's, it's not on the decline. It's not going anywhere. People want that radio drama experience. Same thing with like theater or a live symphony performance, uh, people are always going to be going to it because there's nothing quite like it. There's nothing compared to a live audience. And that's anybody who's done theater or has gone to a live show can tell you that. Like A live audience just makes everything so much more, so much better, at least for me. It gives me my energy and it gives me my uh, will to continue doing this art form. Uh, whereas radio drama, like you don't get that instant feedback, and it's a very, it's a more lonely process, and it's about working with the people you are with, and trusting that what you're making is really good. And I like, I agree with you too. Like, there's nothing can match. Like my favorite, my favorite storytelling medium is just a small stage small audience like a little black box theater and you can see the actors right in front of you and a very intimate story unfolds right in front of you that is to me my favorite way of expressing a story however for some people that's not a possibility they don't have that with them that's a very time sensitive thing and like you can't carry that with you uh, a lot of people don't have access to it and i think 
having something like what we're doing, having something you can take with you, having something that you can be really creative with and not have many like restrictions in terms of like what uh, like sets you have to build, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's really important too. And I think it expands uh, that kind of storytelling to more people and more times, more situations than could be done otherwise. I agree with you on that thought of accessibility, where theater obviously and a live performance is the preferred medium, and it's such a, there's like nothing that can compare to it. But that's not always possible, especially like in coronavirus right now, that's not possible. And like radio drama fills the holes where theater can't fill. Same thing with film, like film, it fills the gaps inaccessibility to the arts or other people it's still like uh like just saying that i prefer theater does not negate the importance of these other art forms because they are so important to make sure everybody has access to the arts and everyone is gaining those experiences and that catharsis and all of it nice and i agree with you like even though i stopped theater in 2013 14-ish i do remember that awesome feeling of performing in front of an audience, actually. Um, in sixth grade, so around 2011, I directed a play and it was so awesome because I think we had a, a, a packed audience and it was just so good. I agree with the two of you that it's not always possible for people to go see it in theaters because of, you know, busy schedules and right now because of COVID-19. All right, so did you have any final comments about anything we've discussed or anything we've missed? Follow us on social media. <laughs> yes, follow Dandy Radio. <laughs> I'm dying. Okay. <laughs> no, it's dying. <laughs> it's so important, and it hurts me if you don't follow TNT Radio Productions on Instagram and Facebook. And I think we have a Twitter, but I don't know if we ever use it. We have a Twitter. Twitter is interesting. Yeah, TNT Radio Prod on Instagram. And then just look up TNT Radio Productions on Facebook, please. We're really cool. And Join our Discord. Yeah, and we should have things up in the fall. We're in the production phases right now. We're crossing our Got fingers. All, all the creative juice is flowing in some people when they can find motivation uh aside from the you know mass trauma and worldwide pandemic situation just little things. uh just little things like that but i think we'll have a fun future ahead of us so stay tuned all right and i want to close out our interviews with any podcast suggestions whether it's fiction or non-fiction that people listening right now can tune into during this coronavirus pandemic uh well if you're in the upstate new york area uh or even not there's a great podcast that i've i know the host she's great i'm doing a little piece on it for wicb which should be coming out soon when i get done editing it uh on artifacts is what it's called she takes like a little she works at the roberson museum in binghamton which is like a history uh arts museum and she like focuses on one object somewhere that she's seen that she's been to and expands on the whole history of it and 
how it got to where it is and all the cultural context behind it is really cool. Uh, so yeah, Artifacts and my favorite fictional podcast is Orbiting Human Circus of the Air, which is like, if if you listen to the band Neutral Milk Hotel, it's one of the members of that band uh, who's kind of in charge of it. It's this, I'm just going to say it's the most imaginative experience that I've had in a long time, and I strongly recommend it. Big ones I love, SCP Archives, The Topical, Very Fatal Murder. Uh, I love just the weird, either horror or funny, somewhere in between. Those are my, my go-tos. Alright, Jay Bradley and Noah Pantano, thank you so much for agreeing to be on this podcast. I really appreciate it, especially given what's been going on in the world. Yeah, of course. Oh yeah, dude. Alright folks, that is Jay Bradley and Noah Pantano. Stay tuned because we will be joining my good friend from WYCB 91.7 FM, Peter Champelli. He will be talking specifically about the news production and general radio production, so not radio dramas. So stay tuned right here on Let's Talk Media. Date of recording, the 22nd of April, 2020. Hey, Peter, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course, so do you just want to introduce yourself and how we both know each other? Sure, yeah. Um, So I am the station manager for WICB in Ithaca. It's a local um, alternative uh, radio station um, broadcasting outside of Ithaca College. Uh, We play modern rock. Uh, We play specialty programming, including jazz, um, you know, punk, funk, um, Broadway, Beatles. It runs the whole gamut. Most genres are covered, but our main format is modern rock. And... um, yeah, we have a, a, an amazing news department and sports department, and that's how I got started on radio, was doing radio journalism with the news department, and that's also how I met you, Vidup, is uh, through the news department. So, yeah, WICB is awesome, and I've been really lucky to be involved with it over the years. So what made you want to work for radio in particular? Yeah, um, I was really, really lucky uh, to go to a high school that had some media opportunities, um, so I took a couple of journalism classes in high school and then I got involved with our school's paper and, um, I was really interested in doing multimedia journalism and there weren't a ton of people doing it at my high school. So I, during high school, I was getting really interested in, in video journalism and learning a little bit of like animation. Um, but I also started a podcast, um, in high school inspired by This American Life, which was like one of my favorite podcasts growing up. And um, that was kind of my first taste of like audio journalism was just interviewing people, uh, putting the stories together in like this really terrible free audio editing program that I was using. Um, And definitely something clicked in my mind where I was like, you know, no matter what else I do in college, I know that I want to do more with video and I know I want to do more with audio journalism. And then, um, freshman year of college, WSCB was just where I felt the most comfortable and felt the most, like, you know, I had a community around me that I really liked working with, so I just kept going from there, and I was really lucky to get opportunities to um, do more work with the news department and then with the station as a whole. I was wondering, how is WICB handling everything given that we are undergoing the coronavirus pandemic at the moment? 
the, the thing that coronavirus has impacted the most is our on-air programming. Um, obviously, during the year, uh, you know, basically 24-7, 365, we always have a DJ on-air who's uh, playing music, who's doing, you know, giving the weather, giving the news throughout the day. And we can't have anyone in the studio right now. So that's the biggest issue that we've been having. We're pre-recording full shows from home, basically, that we can then play. So there is voices introducing songs um, for the specialty programming. And then we're also, a lot of the people on staff are making podcasts and producing remote content, especially in the news department. So, yeah, essentially, for honor, it really has limited us, but we found creative ways to get around it. And the thing that it's been kind of beneficial in uh, is how we've used the coronavirus situation to really up our um, our online content. What's different about working for radio instead of, say, a TV station? Really good radio journalism is almost like you're making like a movie and or making like a narrative story, but everything is real. So like a really good radio story that you would hear on NPR or, you, you know, on WICB's Ithaca Now, it has a really clear beginning, middle, and end. It has really clear, compelling characters. So um, that's really important to radio journalism is, is like having a character to that the listener can really attach to that takes you through the story. But also blending in the important aspects of journalism, like, you know, showing multiple perspectives and sh- making sure each side of the story is um, represented. So I think radio is really interesting because it's I found it to be like the most artistic form of journalism and the medium where like being really creative with your storytelling is really helpful because since it's just audio, you really have to grab the listener. Um, with video, it's different because there's definitely so many ways you can be creative, but I don't know, I tend to think of video journalism as a little bit more, um, it's like kind of a little bit more like traditional storytelling in terms of journalism. Um, you know, even, even though you can be really creative with how you shoot it and what graphics you include, which is what I'm interested in, you do have to kind of follow the same formula each time, just like how you write an article. So, I don't know, it's different. It's like radio journalism is like you're making a movie and putting the listener in this whole world, whereas video journalism, you don't have to do that because people are already interested in the visuals that are popping up and the different voices. The one thing I will mention, though, is that visuals, I mean, visuals grab the most people and they're just the best way to make sure your story is reaching a lot of people. So that's why I like working in video is it's kind of a way to experiment with, like, how can you tell a story that, you know, say if you were, like, reporting on climate change, as a journalist, I would want that story to reach people that usually don't care about climate change. And I can, the way I think about that is, like, what visual methods would I be able to use that would really attach to that audience or really make people want to share it and say, this is so cool and, like, visually compelling. Is radio still popular? And if it is, then what do you listen to? Yeah, from where, from where I look at it, and I'm, I'm like, by no means any sort of expert on it, but I kind of look at radio as um, kind of the opposite of dying. Uh, it's kind of like how if you talk about, like, print media dying, like... Yes, there's like less things actually physically being printed, but 
all the publications that were successful in printing are now even more successful in online. So it's it's not that it's dying, it's just kind of taking a new form. And I think for radio, the obvious analogy is podcasting. Um, I think that, first of all, I mean, every successful local radio station, like, for example, like, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, and our local NPR affiliate, they have, like, 12 insanely good local podcasts that are completely original, so they're not NPR products, they're, like, Louisville independent media products, and they're ridiculously good, and, like, that's how my local station has reached the younger audience that might not have grown up listening to NPR. But at the same time, people still listen to radio all the time in their cars. People still legitimately tune into radio, um, you know, on radio stations' websites. Um, yeah, I don't think radio is dying or really will ever die at any point because it's they have a pretty clear path forward. I mean, podcasting is huge. It's growing more and more and, and more and more people every year are listening to podcasts. And people still like to have that option in the car and someone else to be kind of choosing the music they're listening to. So, yeah, I think radio is is more popular than ever, to be honest, and I I hope it stays that way. But again, I'm not an expert on the issue. That's just my, uh, what I've gathered from, like, a few articles I've read and just also what I hope is to be true, so. (laughs) And so what radio programs do you tend to listen to? Yeah, so when I'm home in Louisville, uh, that's where I listen to NPR the most, mostly because I can't listen to WICB as easily. <laughs> um, so I listen to, um, you know, like Morning Edition and Fresh Air and stuff like that. Um, but my favorite things to listen to are a few podcasts that I've just been listening to for like years and years now. My favorite of all time is Radiolab. I don't know how to describe it. It's A lot of their episodes have like a science-y feel, uh, hence the name Radiolab. But really, their podcasts are more about, like, human behavior and, like, society. Um, And, yeah, the thing that's just so great about them is that they totally invented a new form of audio storytelling. So when you listen to their podcasts, you know, they'll go into an interview, um, they'll start telling a story, and in one paragraph, like, where they're kind of setting up what the story is about, it'll switch between five different voices, and they're like, They'll be like, so one day, like, John was walking into the bank, and then it'll be, like, the interview clip with John, and he'll be like, and I walked up to the table, and it'll, like, switch and switch, and their audio production is insane, like, their sound effects are amazing, their music, they uh, compose originally for every episode, like, they write all their own original music, so that podcast is just insane, like, I I am a diehard fan, Um, so that's, like, the one thing I listen to every single episode and besides that i still listen to this american life i love 99 percent invisible which is another podcast um i like reply all from gimlet media i've started listening to some of spotify's original podcasts um a lot of them have to do with music and those are really interesting too so like i used to listen to serial back in high school it was really good i need to catch up on the latest seasons do you listen to serial yeah i loved the first season of Serial, um, and it was, that was right at the time that I was starting to get into, like, audio reporting. Serial was the first time, at least from my perspective, that a podcast was, like, the, the topic of conversation of so many people. Like, SNL, for example, like, SNL did a parody of Serial, 
that had never happened before uh, about uh, any other podcast. So I think Serials was a really, a really um, important like development in like the progress of podcasting. Why do you think people are sometimes saying that radio is on the decline? And I was wondering if you had a message to those folks. I'd say the people that are saying that are probably mostly thinking about um, the way people listen to music. And, I mean, in that case, radio definitely is, you know, less and less the preferred way to listen to music. I mean, even for me, like, when I'm home, when I'm here, I listen to WICB, of course. (laughs) But um, when I'm home, I don't, like, tune to, like, top 100 or whatever like i used to back in middle school like i just plug in spotify every single time i get in the car even if it's for a two-minute drive so you know those people are probably talking about that and um they i guess they kind of have a point but i think what they're missing is thinking about radio stations not just as a music streaming service but as a information service emergency notification service community um you know just a pillar of the community like radio stations are really important to how the community interacts with each other and and radio stations across the country hold like nonprofits, and they're they're really embedded in the cities that they're in um and then especially for news and content i mean yeah what people aren't really realizing is that every radio station now has a really booming online um, content model that they've had to build in and that they're focused on podcasts. I would say if you're if you are listening to this and you think radio is dying, just check out your favorite radio station's website and see what they're up to. And then the next time you listen to the your favorite radio station, you'll probably hear them plug the website like three times an hour because those those stations know that that's where people are driving to. All right, Peter Champelli, thank you so much for taking the time. I understand it's been tough recently given that we have a coronavirus pandemic going around the world yeah no it's definitely a weird time i hope everything's all right with you how is everything in florida uh people are going to the beaches now it's insane wow wait really people are starting to yeah it's packed that's crazy (laughs) oh my god yeah i hope they're being safe i hope so too they're not even i was at walmart a couple of nights ago to buy groceries and I was wearing the masks and everything and half the people were not wearing a mask and there are parents who didn't even have masks with their kids on and it was scary. That was scary, yeah. I've been really trying to like barely leave the house, but it's hard. I mean I sit outside in the balcony and get some work done, but that's pretty much it. That's nice, that sounds peaceful. It must be nice for it to be warm. It started snowing yesterday in Ithaca, so I'd, I'd rather be where you are. <laughs> in Florida? <laughs> well, for the, for the weather. Okay, okay. Alright, folks, that concludes this episode of Let's Talk Media. Thank you so much for listening. Join us next week as we talk about radio censorship with Matt Filer. He's another friend of mine from the Station for Innovation 92 WICB. So tune in next week for Let's Talk Media.